This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, back in the home studios. Demon Cotton, your boy, Q. The next couple hours in your ear hole. Got a lot to bring to you on today's show. And I'll tell you what, man, it's going to be a fun show on this Friday as we close things out really strong, head into the weekend, head into uh, the Combine weekend, which obviously will get kicked off next week. But uh, there's been a lot of moving and shaking and a lot of conversations going on about uh, about the NFL draft and, and the Combine that's going to be happening next week in Indianapolis. And I'll tell you this, I think DeMond got his first real taste of full-bore NFL draft conversation. Today, earlier this this morning, as a matter of fact, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network, he had a he had a I guess you'd call it a conference call, but it was by way of Zoom. And he does it every year. He does one pre-combine, does one following the combine, and then does one like right before the draft. But this year, I don't think he'll do it right before the draft. I think he'll actually be here in Las Vegas and they'll probably do it somewhere on location. That's what they used to do pre-COVID and pre pre uh, the pandemic and all that stuff. So I think that they'll, because Las Vegas is in the state that it's in right now where it's, you know, people are able to go out and do some things and, and, and be unmasked and all that other good stuff. I think that they'll probably do it somewhere on location. But again, that's just me guessing. That's just me thinking uh, that that's how they're going to handle it. But either way, they, they had this uh, conference call this morning and it started at 10. So I alerted DeMond to him. I was like, hey, man, we need some of the audio from that. So I'm going to be at the house in the studio working on some things. And he said, well, I'll be at the station and I'll record it and I'll, I'll get it all chopped up. So we'll have it for the shows. Well, it started at 10. <laughs> I laugh because DeMond's shaking his head. It feels like it just finished. I know it didn't. It finished around noon, but it feels like it just finished. I even sent you a text during it. Because Q had to get the last question. Had to finish off on a strong note. That's right. I sent Q a text message maybe an hour and a half in. Like, hey, man, just go ahead and leave now so you can make it to work on time. He's like, no, I got one more. I got one more question. I got one more. There was at one point in this conference call 87 people on this Zoom call. 87. And then it wouldn't be bad. I mean, it's still a lot of people. That's still 87 questions if everyone asked one. As they asked you to ask just one. <laughs> but there was one guy. And I'm a, I'm good friends with him. D. Orlando Ledbetter, he covers the Falcons. He's in Atlanta, does a fantastic job. He's been covering the NFL for a very long time. He does a great job. But, man, every single year, D. Orlando will ask about every Georgia player. And we all know there's like a 1,000 of them in the draft, right? It's like asking for an Alabama player. They're all there. That was the first question that started off, and Daniel Jeremiah did a great job of breaking down every defensive player from Georgia that's in the draft. That question alone took four minutes and 37 <laughs> seconds. Just his answer. Just his answer. And not to mention, and D does this every year. Bless his heart. I mean, really, he's a good dude. The minute preamble before he answers yes, the question. he's got to go through the whole, hey, Daniel, thanks so much for doing this again. Appreciate you as always. But before he gets to that, He's got to forget and remember that he's on mute. And we've been doing Zoom for how long now? <laughs> but every stinking year, there's about, what, 
How many would you say were on it today? About 10 guys at least that were on were, were muted when their name was yep. called? Let's just throw out a name. Uh, hey, Jay, I think, you're, uh, I think you're on mute there. I think you're on mute. Oh, hey, 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 Daniel, thanks. And then they come in so hot. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jerry McDonald. Jerry McDonald, and he's in the Bay Area. He, he, covers, uh, he covers the 49ers, covered the Raiders uh, when the Raiders were in the Bay. But Jerry McDonald came in the hottest out of all of them. When he started talking, I was like, whoa, I had to back up from, the, from my computer screen. <laughs> he came in hot. But then he, he kind of leveled out afterwards. But, yeah, I don't know how many different people have to realize that, okay, you're on mute. When they call your name, all you have to do is click the microphone and you're good. So that always takes some time. So literally this, this conference call took about two hours, maybe a little bit over two hours, two hours and some change. But we got some good stuff. Let's put it like that. We got some really good stuff. And as Damon said, I had to get the last question in. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. What I saw is I was going to just call it a day and not, not ask another question. But then I saw that the line was kind of thinning out. I was like, oh, wait, there's only like eight people with their hands up. Oh, let me go ahead and double back one more time. So I did. And I was the very last. And I know Andrew, Andrew Howard from NFL Network. I know he was probably like, really cute. You already asked a two-parter question when you, when you got on to begin with. But now you're going to get a third question in? Yeah. It's almost, hey, man, one more question. It would have been like a one-on-one. Exactly. But, I mean, that was a <laughs> he did a great job mediating that. I'll, I'll shout out to Andrew. Oh, he did. He, did. he does a fantastic job every year. And you know what? He, he was responsible for getting us a lot of really good guests when we were at the Super Bowl as well when we were in L.A. So uh, shout out to Andrew Howard, who's got a very tough job having to go and navigate through every single one of those uh, guys and, and, and ladies that are on that call. And like I said, at one point, there was like 87 people on that call. So you can imagine. And Daniel Jeremiah, you got to give him credit. He sat there and answered every single one of the two-parter, three-parter, four-parter, you know, the guys from Canada. I mean, there was all kinds of some questions being repetitive, but you know, right. you're probably asking about the same prospect, but how does it affect the team that you cover? Right, exactly. And so, uh, and he does that three, at least three times a year I mean, during this draft process. So uh, he's not the only one, Mel Kuyper. I would say Mel Kuyper Jr. from ESPN. He's going to do his as well. And so that's when you know you're in draft season, man. And so, uh, yeah, DeMond was a little overwhelmed, but I'll tell you this. He did a lot of great work breaking it down. So uh, you'll actually hear some of that sound from the Daniel Jeremiah presser that he had earlier this morning, uh, probably around 2.30. We're going to do that 2.30. We always have a guest at 2.30, but instead we're going to go ahead and break it down. We'll kind of use this first hour to talk about the draft. And then hour number two, we'll talk about free agency or whatever else you want to talk about. It is a Friday. Uh, this is something that I don't do all the time, but I want to do it today. I want to call this free your Freestyle Friday. And I don't mean Stevie B freestyle like we did the other day. Dun, 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 right? Right? I mean, if you want to play dun, some Stevie B, that's okay. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Like, I could do that. I, I'm, I'm okay with, with some freestyle music, man. I can go into the weekend with some freestyle. You know what I'm saying? It's a little cold to be cruising. But it's okay. I can do that. But I, I like to every once in a while on a Friday just say, hey, Freestyle Friday, whatever's on your mind, let's open it up. Whatever's on your mind, whatever, you know, whatever's burning for you, let us know about it. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Of course, the Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Because I always bring a topic to the table. I always bring a topic to the table. But you might be like, hey, man, I want to talk about this, that, and the other. It could be Raiders related. It could be NFL related. It could be DeMond wearing an HBO and Espanol hat related. It don't matter. HBO's where it's at. Apparently. If you want to call and talk about HBO shows, that'd be great. You're silly with that hat on. We it's have free. I know we have, and I gotta, I gotta take you behind the curtains real quick. We have what we're calling at the radio station a garage sale going on. Um, 
Lucy, who who she she runs the front desk, the front uh, right right when you walk into Lotus Broadcasting here, the receptionist area. Yeah, I just I I, I don't like to because I know she does so much work. I don't want to just call her like a receptionist because I feel like that that's I feel like I'm like dumbing down okay, her that's title. True. That's you know true, what I mean? She does do more. She does a lot more than that. She's she's been fantastic since she took over for Kira, who's now. By the way, I don't think we updated. Kira's in where? Pennsylvania? Doing morning Allentown, show? Allentown, Pennsylvania, yeah, I believe. Yeah, exactly. So Kira, who uh, used to come in here and, and chime in on the show every once in a while, she is now doing morning show uh, on a country station, I think. 95.6. Uh, I want to say the big cat. Cat is in the name. Yeah. But I don't know if it's the big cat. What <laughs> the kind little of cat? cat. Yeah. It's a kitty cat. It's but 95.6 in Allentown, Pennsylvania. You know. And there you go. Yeah, so I, I want to I go ahead and put that as a notch under our belt and say that we raised her and we, 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 we groomed her into a, a radio personality by bringing her on the show a couple times throughout the course of the last. I'm saying that's a victory for us. Right? It is. But, you know. We groomed her. Okay. I didn't see any of the other stations bringing her in on the regular. We did that. I'm just saying. Okay. Hey, you got to take the victories when you can get them, brother. All right. Because you know that they'll, they'll throw the L's towards us, too. They'll be like, oh, that was your call. That 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 one? Yep, that was your call. So I'm taking that one as a victory. That's that's one for us. One for the good guys. Put it up on the board. Boom, boom. I feel like this is like a Wisconsin and North Carolina state <laughs> wanting to take credit for Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, we, we well, can right, all. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Well, it's like, it's, like, uh, it's like Oklahoma. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, Jalen Hurts. He's from Oklahoma. Nah, he's from Bama. But it's okay. That's all right. We're we're both, we're both. We raised her. We had her doing sports centers. We had her doing all these things, sports updates. We, yeah, we're good, man. We raised her. I'm taking credit for that. That was uh, my first victory. But we have this garage sale going. Lucy has gone through and she's given away everything that she could find around the building. There's T-shirts from who knows when. There's all kind of prizes from who knows when. There's all kind of crazy stuff that she has piled up in the kitchen. And so I was laughing about it, thinking. Oh, man, this stuff's going to just sit here. She said, yeah, probably. I'll start throwing it away on Monday. And then I walk in the studio, and one of the hats that was in the garage or in the, in the kitchen on, in our garage sale that we're having was HBO and Espanol. And who the hell's wearing the hat? Demon. Yeah, I am. Come on, man. I love HBO, man. HBO can't drop a it's new show. It's just funny because the hat is so old. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, this is definitely a pre-2000s hat. Right. It's so old, and it says HBO and Espanol. So someone's probably going to think that you're... I don't know, man, Cuban or something. Hey, diversified. Yeah, hey, man. I Dominican, Poppy. I know black. I know black. So he's got that. What else did you you res- rescue? I got a, a T-shirt from the movie Kick-Ass. I don't even know starring, that. Starring uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. When was know? that movie a movie? Uh, probably like 2011. Wow. Yeah, you know, also have this like cool little WWE flag. You know, waving the flag. It matches this WWE pin that I'm using right now. So, I mean, you know, I'm really repping the E. You really are. You really are. And he's he's and this is one of those flags and Red Nation will respect this. This is one of those flags that you put on your car when you're driving. Like back in the day when we used to drive to the Coliseum and we had that Raider Raider flag hanging on our window on our way to the Collie. That's exactly what this flag is, but it's a WWE one. So there you go. Some would say that's even better. Uh no, nobody would say that's even better. WWE wouldn't say that's even better. Just saying. Nobody in WWE would say that that's even better. Just throwing that out there. So you'll hear from Daniel Jeremiah around 2.30, some Raider-related conversation, also just some draft in general-related conversation. We've been doing a lot of that this week, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Then at 3 o'clock, we'll have Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day. We didn't get to it yesterday. We had a bunch of guests, so we'll just kind of scattershoot with some uh, news and notes around the NFL. Then at 3.15, Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots. I actually had him on my podcast a couple days ago talking about free agency and guys that are actually free agents right now 
with the Patriots? Because one of the things that we've talked to many people, many different uh, people who've joined the show, guests that have joined the show throughout the course of the week or even the last few weeks since uh, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler have taken over the front office and the head coaching position for the Raiders is that what what are what is their free agency look like? What does their draft class look like? You know, so there's a lot of New England familiarity and and guys are going to go out there and they're going to try to bring in guys that they're comfortable with and that they're familiar with. So that means, all right, let's take a look at who's available by way of free agency for the Patriots. So I asked Mike to bait about a few of the guys let off with JC Jackson because I think that that's the big fish. Don't really think it's that achievable because it's going to take a huge contract and probably a trade as well. But I mean, it, it never hurts to ask, right? The worst exactly. they can say is no. Daniel Jeremiah, he touched on it a little bit too. Yeah. Today, so you know what I mean? We're getting that little bit of that Patriots nugget. Right, exactly. So uh, you'll hear the conversation I had just a couple days ago with Mike DeBate, uh, host of Locked On Patriots. You'll hear that at 3.15. And then at 3.30, our guy Brian Salmon from News 3 LV, he's going to join us to talk about the fight. Got a big fight going on uh, tomorrow. We we had our guy Chris Colbert on prime time. He, we had him on yesterday to talk about the fight he's got going up against Garcia. But that's not the only fight on that card, so we'll talk about that. And then we'll also uh, pick Brian's brain about the, the Raiders as well and, and what – uh, he would like to see them do in this offseason and, and, you know, what kind of direction he'd like to see them go or what direction he thinks that they might go. Because, again, all this is a learning experience for us because we just, at this point, don't know. So that's the rundown of the show. Now let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. All right, so already off top, the first topic I threw out there since it's Freestyle Friday, what is your hot topic when it comes to the silver or black or the NFL in general? What is pushing the needle for you right now? I'll tell you, it was refreshing to actually talk draft or listen to draft conversation for two hours because immediately when I got into the car and started driving over to the radio station, what was the first conversation that I heard? On the radio, it wasn't Radio Nation Radio I was listening to. I was listening to ESPN Las Vegas. So what do you think was the first conversation I heard as soon as I jumped in the car and turned the radio on? Who was it about? I've got no idea. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers for a, a, a thousand. Yes, it Who was cares? Aaron Rodgers. There was a good 20... I think I drove. It took me 25 minutes to get to work. I bet you about 18 of those minutes was Aaron Rodgers related. And I was like, man, it sure is nice to talk about the draft or listen to a conversation about the draft instead of just worrying about Aaron Rodgers. But apparently uh, the news has been rolling out that he wants to be the highest paid player by a whole lot, by a whole lot. And, hey, why not? Why not be the highest paid player by a whole lot? You know, you're back-to-back MVP. I don't, I don't have no problem with that. I, hey, I don't care what anyone wants to be. It's all, it all depends on what, what a team's going to do. You know, is a team willing to do that? And look, I said it yesterday when we were talking to Arif Hassan about the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is making a killing, and he ain't half the quarterback that Aaron Rodgers is. So it was funny because Amber Wilson, she uh, she works for uh, ESPN National. I, that's who I was listening to. Her and I can't remember who else was on. Uh, Teron da- Davenport, who covers the Titans, your team, covers the Tennessee Titans. Anyway, they were on, and they were talking about what it would take to get Aaron Rodgers, what it would take to keep Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And I said, hell. If he wants to be the highest paid player, he wants $50 million a year, give him a two-year, $100 million guaranteed contract. Boom, straight up. Fully guaranteed, two years, $100 million. If he says no to that, he just don't want to play for you. Straight up. I know how to solve a problem, and I don't know how to get it all underneath the salary cap. Now, that's, that's for someone smarter. But, hey, you know what? You want to keep that dude in town? Tell him, hey, we'll give you two years, $100 million fully guaranteed. We'll go Kirk Cousins' route for you. That's all they care about is guaranteed money. They don't care about the bragging rights. Oh, he got a five, six, seven-year deal. Who cares? Give him two years deal, give him $100 million fully guaranteed, and call it a day. 
that's how you, you you wrap that conversation up pretty quick. So I tweeted that at her and uh, just to just to tell her, hey, this is this is my my angle on it. So that was that was the conversation that I heard in the car it was it was big Aaron Rodgers conversation and news. And I know Pat McAfee, who has Aaron Rodgers on every week, said that he reached out to him and that was not part of the conversation. That that that's not really what he wants. So of course, there's you know, one side's gonna say this, the other side's gonna say that. Whatever, it's somewhere where there's smoke, there's fire. You know that exactly. So could this be? The Packers running the smear the smear campaign against Aaron Rodgers, or just Aaron Rodgers. This is his way of secretly trying to get out of Green Bay. Because what if he's saying like, "I want that astronomical number, and if you can't match it, send me somewhere else." I mean, think about it. Patrick Mahomes is making forty five a year, so why not? Why not Aaron Rodgers get fifty million a year? I don't think he want to be there anymore. I mean, he might not want to be, but it doesn't matter where he wants to be. My galaxy brain take is he's just trying to say whatever, see what'll stick to see if they will get rid of him. My point is, you might be right. But my point is, why not? Why not want to be the highest paid player by a lot? You're two time MVP, back back to back MVP. Why not? Uh, Joy Taylor, she had she put something out. This would be the contrary to it. He might not care about this, but people always say, "Hey, when is the most important thing?" No, ca- no quarterback. The cap hit that's been like the past ten Super Bowl winners, the starting quarterback. It's been twelve million at the most. Right, right. No, that's what that's that's yeah, that's reality. That's reality. I mean, and that's why they say that it's best to get a quarterback when they're on their. Like their rookie deal, you know, just like Russell Wilson when he won with the Seahawks, the best time to do it is when they're on the rookie deal because, yeah, their their salary's low, their cap hit's low. Once they start getting the big-time money and they got that big cap hit, all of a sudden it affects everyone else around you. But, hell, I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, what, I, I might sound greedy, but what do I care about what else is around me? I've already been playing with, you know, I've been – look, if he had a chance to win, it would have been this year and he didn't get it done. So now if I'm him, I might just go for the – I might go for the goal. You know, like, hey, pay me. Give me some of that Kirk Cuzzo money. You know, give me all that fully guaranteed. I'll be good. I got a ring. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. But look, is he going to the Hall of Fame? Yep. Does he have a ring? Yep. What else do you need? What else do you need? He ain't going to catch Brady. So, what else do you need? There's a certain part in, I ain't never worked in my life for money, but there's a certain point in my life where I might be able to get bought. You know what I mean? Like, someone might be like, all right, Q, this has been a lot of fun. But, hey, we want to offer you a whole lot of money over here. All right, I got you. I'll be there. I mean, everybody's got to get theirs at some point, right, if they can. Exactly. Like you say that, he's already got his. I mean. He might not think he's it's he, you, He's gotten his. He's gotten his, but has he gotten his? I think he's gotten his. I mean, not, not, not the highest paid player in the league by a lot. Why not? I mean, if that's a milestone he wants to have. That's what I'm saying. Like, it could be and it might not be. That, that's the point. Like, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me. You know, everyone's like, I can't believe he'd want that. Why not? Who wouldn't want to have the high, highest salary in the league? Q's not turning down the bags, but I'm hearing. No, I'm not. I mean, are you turning the bag down? Oh, of course not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't care. Hey, you might have a lot of fun on this show, but if someone said, hey, Damon, guess what? I'm going to pay you double what they're paying you, and then some, you'll be like, all right, Q, this has been great, but I got to go. And I couldn't even get mad. Couldn't get mad. All right, if you're listening and you're thinking about taking me away. <laughs> It's going to take. The gauntlet has been laid down. <laughs> Talk to my agent. There you go. Yeah, exactly. If you have one of those, that's great. You know who my agent is? The wife. <laughs> She's the agent. She's the banker. <laughs> She's the budgeter. She does. She takes care of everything. Only thing I do is work. I don't, I don't, I'm not responsible for anything else. I promise you. Nothing else. She makes it so easy for me. All I literally have to do is work. So do you read over any of these contracts you signed then? Hell no. I give them to her. I give them to her. I do all of that. I give them to her. 
When I got that letter in the mail from the LAPD from uh, what happened when I was in uh, at, at the Super Bowl when they stole all my stuff, got this letter in the mail. Got a little nervous at first because it said, you know, like L.A. County Sheriff or whatever. Like that. I was like, oh, hey, hey, I didn't do it. And then I looked at it and I realized what it was. I was like, oh, man, you read over this and let me know what I got to do. And she's like, oh, okay, just sign here, here, here. And boom. Yeah, man, no, nah, she signs. She reads all that stuff. Half the time she signs it for me, too. I mean, if someone, if there's one person who ain't going to set me up for failure, guess who it's going to be? Her. Because she cares where the money's going to. <laughs> she cares more than me sometimes. So I'm good. All right. Well, we got, we got that figured out. Hey, man. Got to get Q to sign off on some things. That's what I see. Man, I'm telling you. You want to you wanna get me to sign off quick, fast, in a hurry, you tell her to tell me to sign off on something. I'll be like, okay, done. Sending some papers over. We're going to get all kind of stuff in the mail now. Oh, <laughs> uh, Teresa, Q needs this, that, and the other. Okay, done. So anyway, anything that's on your mind that's pushing you, 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 the needle right now you want to talk about, you can hit us up, 702-365-9200. Also, the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Now, the focus question that I have, and believe me, I did have a focus question that I wanted to bring to the table. Since we're focusing this hour specifically on the draft, I have my thoughts. I'm sure DeMond has his thoughts, but we want to know what your thoughts are. What needs would you like to see the Raiders addressed in the draft specifically? Not free agency. We've talked a lot about Devontae Adams, J.C. Jackson, all these dream scenarios. We've done a lot of that conversation. What in the draft would you like to see? What area? And I know it's tough right now because they haven't gone through free agency. You'll get a clear image of what they still need once free agency is really over, once the, the, the nuts and bolts of it are, the, the big first couple waves of free agency. But what would you like to see them do in the draft specifically? This is what I'd like to see them target. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one player. It could be, like, I think that they need a corner. I think that they need a corner really bad. Matter of fact, you'll hear I asked that question to Daniel Jeremiah earlier. We had a good laugh about Sauce Gardner. I think they need a corner. I think they need to address the offensive line. And I think they need to address the safety position. I think those three areas definitely need to be addressed in the upcoming draft. That's just three areas of concern for me. There could be, you could pick defensive line. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of different directions you can go. And you can also base some of your decisions off what you hear from Daniel Jeremiah. We got some really good sound bites that we're going to have coming up in just a little bit. But just off top of off your mind, because we are in the offseason. We are shifting to free agency in the draft. So just in your mind, where is your focus at? Where do you think? And it's more than just number 22. Everyone always thinks about the first round, but you still got the whole draft. You can get a running back late. You might be able to get a safety late. I mean, there's, there's depending on how deep a draft is, you might be able to get an offensive lineman late. You don't have to, you know, go for the gusto and get it all in one, one pick because you can't. You can only get one guy. Hell, the Raiders last year, I thought that they should get Trayvon Merrigan at, at number 17. They went and got Alex Leatherwood. I thought he was a second-round pick at best. But I thought Merrick was a first-round pick. Then all of a sudden you look at, and see what they did after day two. It's like, oh, they still got the same guys. Just got them in reverse order. So sometimes it shakes out like that as well. So any topic that you want to th- throw at us, you can. 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. And then more focused, what needs do you want the Raiders to address in the draft specifically? Who we got up first? ABA Ivan Davis. ABA, what's on your mind, brother? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I actually uh, there's a quarterback that I think is going to be available. Uh, he was a starting quarterback for the University of California. 
I mean, he's off the radar. He didn't get invited to camp, but he's a mobile quarterback, athletic, and he's accurate. I guess maybe because how bad Cal was and how bad their offensive line was, which hasn't that hasn't happened in a very long time, actually. Okay, uh, he kind of slid under uh, the radar, but he threw about he's about sixty percent completion. I mean, he's a project. I think if somebody can get late round, I think if, with the right person, he'd be good. But definitely the highest priority is that offensive line. Okay. okay the most, and so uh, that's where I'd go. And the last thing, we'll let it go. Uh, since it's open Friday, I heard of a rumor of four trades going to the uh, Green Bay Packers for Aaron Rodgers, and one of them was the Las Vegas Raiders. It was on 95.7 the game early this morning. I'm hoping that's just rumors that they were talking about. What was, okay, the, I wondered, did you, what was the specifics of the trade? Did, did you hear it? Uh, yeah, there were four teams. I want to say the Saints. I'm not sure about that okay. one. Washington football team, the Denver Broncos, and the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, they okay. mentioned four teams, but they focused clearly on the Raiders, right? Because right. that's the Niners, and they want to slap the Raiders upside the head every <laughs> chance they get. Right. So uh, that was the focus, and they just assumed that the trade was Derek Carr. I mean, you know, there was nothing of any substance, like so I couldn't find anything online to verify it. Okay. So I'm just wondering, in your circles, did you hear anything? For now, I'm assuming this rumor until uh, NFL Network or somebody come out with it. It's, to me, it's not official, but just want, just curious if you hear something. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Thank, thank you for the call. Great stuff, my man. I do appreciate you. The offensive line and then uh, maybe a project quarterback in the draft is kind of what you're looking at. Obviously, the quarterback would be much later. Uh, I like that. As far as the, the, the Rodgers rumors, I think what they were probably talking about without – being there to listen to it and hear it or, or have communicated with those guys. And if it was in the morning, it was probably my guy, Bonte Hill, uh, so I could reach out to him in the commercial break and just shoot him a text and ask him what he was talking about. But I think it's based off what Diana Rossini was saying on ESPN where she said there are teams lined up already with trade offers to send to Green Bay. And I'll say this, and it's so funny because I'm one of those guys that I don't mind hearing both sides of every conversation. I have no problem with that. I don't have a dog in the hunt. If Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Raiders for the next 10 years, so be it. If he's not the quarterback tomorrow, so be it too. That's fine. Whatever direction the team wants to go, I'm good with. But it's funny because a lot of people think I have a narrative to push where I don't. So if if Aaron Rodgers is available by trade, I think it would be silly for any team that has dreams and aspirations of getting to the Super Bowl not to inquire. You know, you know does that make sense? I think that it makes I think it's bad business if you don't at least reach out and say, hey, what would it take to go get this guy? Exactly, because Vinny always tells the story about Mitch Kupchak hitting up Michael Jordan because you don't want to know, hey, if Jordan was available and you didn't go out to get him. Right. And it's exactly like right. he's a back-to-back MVP. I mean, I've asked out plenty of girls, and they all told me no. Exactly. But, I, hey, they can't tell me no if I don't ask. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And every once in a while, they're dumb enough to – well, not dumb, but they were, you know, <laughs> silly no, enough. No, maybe that's the right Yeah, one. they might have been. They might have been to fall for the banana tailpipe. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go out with us a couple times. Then they realize, like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> exactly, but you know that that person that you think is out of your league, right? You don't know if you don't try. You don't know, and so so my point is, I know I'm kind of being goofy about it, but no, I mean it's just I think it'd be irresponsible if they didn't at least inquire because I think everyone, including the people in the front office with the Raiders, will say that Aaron Rodgers is an upgrade at the quarterback position, and that's not a slight to Derek Carr. He's an upgrade over a lot of quarterbacks in the league. I mean, it's just no doubt about it. It's Aaron Rodgers, and I don't care if you're only looking at him and say, well, you only got two years. Or you only got, you know, one year or whatever. Yeah, but you'll take your you'll take your chance and know that you're at least you feel like you're a playoff contender immediately. You know, when Peter Bukowski he threw out that trade, that trade proposal to me, 
I said no to it, not because, oh, well, I got I have to keep Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. No, I just didn't like the, the trade proposal. I just didn't like what he wanted the Raiders to give up, which was a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, and Derek Carr. I didn't like that trade proposal, so I said no to it. But I didn't. that doesn't mean that we can't sit down the, at the table and have a conversation. You know, I mean, that's just that's just good business. You've got to be responsible with your business. So I, I don't think that there's a whole lot of legs to that, to answer your question. I think that that's part of Diana Rossini when she was saying that she has been hearing that there's teams lined up with trade offers. It's one thing to have a trade offer. It's another thing to have that trade offer accepted. That's the question right there. So thank you so much for that call. Uh, when we come back, we'll hit a couple more calls and a couple more texts. Plus, you'll hear from Daniel Jeremiah. He had his pre-combine conference call this morning. It was long and strong, but some good stuff came out of it. You'll hear it next here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Talking all things NFL draft, a little bit of combine, talking just some Aaron Rodgers, kind of scatter shooting today on the show as it's a free your mind Friday, freestyle Friday, whatever's top of mind, whatever topic is on your mind is what we're doing here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Want to give you a little bit of a programming note. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor is going to be at the TI. This, uh, this afternoon from 4 to 5.30, 4 to 5.30, he'll be there. So go by and go and check out and uh, hang out with them. And, uh, yeah, we're bringing the TI back. So make sure you uh, get your opportunity to go out there and uh, check out Vinny from 4 to 5.30 on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, wanted to get into some of these different uh, conversations that we're having. Got a couple texts on the Salmon Ash text line, the 69187 keyword R&R. Talking about Aaron Rodgers and the teams that could be potentially trading for him. Uh, Rob in Oakland hit us up, said, Q, this morning on two pros and a cup of Joe, Knox, Quinn, and Arrington. I'm assuming that's in Washington. They reported that Washington, Denver, uh, another team, and the Raiders have reached out to Green Bay about Rodgers. Not, again, like I kind of said in the last segment, not surprised. Not surprised. I think that they're, every team should be doing their due diligence, especially those teams, Denver, Washington, uh, whatever other team was, and including the Raiders. Why not? Exactly. I think sometimes when things get reported, and it, it is news, but it's not as, like, shocking as, right. like, the NFL would, like, have you believe. The shows need the content, but if you ask a general manager, yeah, we did. Right. Why wouldn't we? No, no, no doubt. I mean, hell, it's I, every day. I went to the car dealership when I was getting my oil changed, and I looked into a 2023 Cadillac Escalade. Not going to buy it. But I looked into it. <laughs> but then it's like news. Q's, is Q thinking about a new car? Q's about to flip it. No, he ain't. <laughs> just ask. Hey, I just wanted to look at it. Look a nice look. It looked nice. It did look nice. It smelled good. <laughs> smelled like I couldn't afford it. Got a text from Big Deuce. Any news regarding Russell Wilson scrubbing his social media account of Seahawk mentions? No. No news to update that. But I, aren't we tired of that? Not, not you, no. Big Deuce. I'm so tired of that. Look, if, you don't, if you're upset with the team, just tell them you're upset with the team. So if I get upset at the radio station, am I going to go to my Twitter account and like remove all the Twitter accounts that are part of Lotus Broadcasting? Oh yeah, I've got that that's at R and R nine twenty a.m. in my bio. That's, yeah. Oh buddy, if it's gone, guys, no, I mean business. 
That's the silliest thing ever. And then I'll make my profile picture just a black screen, too. Right. I'm just going to scrub my social media. If I'm mad, the last thing I would care about is my social media. If I'm upset about something, if I'm trying to send a message, I'm going to send a message. I'm not going to use my social media. And maybe it's different because he's got a bazillion followers and I don't. But it's just... I think I, I would like to think that I you would know that I'm upset without just checking my social media and saying, uh oh, Q doesn't have R and R nine twenty on his uh, on his bio anymore. Well, Q, how would you let people know then? Um how else? Tell them. But he's gotta let everyone else know too. Tell him. You can't just go to Why Pete Carroll and say, ah, Why you know? can't you just, why, okay, if you're upset. If Russell Wilson put out a tweet, I am upset with my current situation with the Seattle Seahawks. Is that not point blank? Does that tell? Does that not tell it how it is? You can't be out here saying that. Why? You just can't. Nobody, Why? Nobody does it. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't do it. Aye, so nobody man, can tell hey. the truth. Nobody can tell the truth. You can't handle the truth. Exactly. <laughs> what movie is that? <laughs> I don't know. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Yeah. What movie is that? Ah, uh, man, it's the law movie. Ah, uh, you know how it goes. You know what? This. Mm, just I'm keep not talking. a movie guy. Just keep talking. Just uh, keep okay. Talking. Well, anyway, I just think that that's silly. I just think that that scrubbing your social media is silly. Whatever. I, I'm not judging. Like, I can care less what your social media does. I'm glad that I'm married. I'm so glad I'm married. A few good men. Okay, great. I was thinking like a couple of men. I'm nah. just so glad that I'm married because I'd be damned if all of a sudden I look up at, at like my girl's Twitter account. It's like, oh, my gosh, there's no there's no pictures of me. She must have broke up with me. Like, who does that? Oh, just man, been Have you been social media broken up with? Nah. Did Kayla do that to you? No, but the subtweets hurt, man. Sub, see, the subtweets hurt. See, y'all got a problem, man. Yeah. And I say y'all. I say I say you youngsters, man. You guys have a problem. You guys Pull just up a can't. Chair, Q. Let me tell you. A you guys can't just come out and say what's on your mind, man. Just say what's on. Who needs a subtweet? Like a lot of people don't even know what a subtweet means. I do, but a lot of people don't. Well, let's say people like Twitter. You know, you can add someone directly, right? Or you can or have you a very specific be, tweet. Or you could be soft and not and not specifically say it to them, but imply it. You know, if your girls, so your girls out here tweeting, it'd be nice to get flowers on Valentine's Day. And you know you ain't who. Well, then you know what she should have done? She should have texted me and been like, hey, you know what? It would have been nice if you had actually acknowledged Valentine's Day instead of just going to work and acting like it was nothing. Then tweeting about it. Everybody know I'm your man. Right. I was always told. I was always told, don't put your personal business where everyone could be involved in it because somebody is going to use that against you. So uh, let's let's talk about a relationship, for example. If if I go on Twitter and be like, man, relationships are tough, it sure would be nice if I got some attention at home. All of a sudden, there's going to be a bunch of strays, or like the wife calls them, dirty legs, that are going to hit me up and say, oh, you're not getting attention at home? And then they'll already have the ammunition to work against you. And then that's how they start to creep into your mind, into your brain, and, and start to... Start to start to put in work. The worst thing about that, though, because it can be in earnest when someone tweets that out, but you don't want someone to use it against you in the this you sort of way when you just out here, like, ain't you the one that's having problems at home? I tell like, you, people. You tweet, you tweet at somebody, I don't think that'd be a good trade. Shut up, man. You having problems with your, with your home life. I tell people all the time, don't put your relationship business on social media because somebody is going to use it against you every single time. Every single time. The baby mama used to do that all the time. And I'd be like, why are you always putting all your business in the street? And then she'd be mad because everyone's all in her business. I'm like, you put it out there. Oh, man, you should have seen the main the main two characters on Twitter yesterday. Woo. You said characters. Oh, yeah, you don't want to be the main character of the day on Twitter. Oh, man, it was this couple. They were going back and forth because then it was like, she was ugly. Well, you, I wasn't ugly when I was dating you. So then people on Twitter dunking on both of them. Both of y'all ugly. Who was that? 
Just some randos? Just some randos, but boy, Twitter got a hold of it and whew, clowning them both. That's why Twitter is ridiculous. I'm glad I'm on Twitter for business only. Tell Net. me you don't, want, you don't want to put out a subliminal Drake lyric? No. And let people maybe no. think about what you meant by that? No. No, no. And then somebody all. ask you, hey man, what that mean? No, oh, you just, know what I do? Just a lyric. I'll tweet out a picture of beer. You know what that means? I'm drinking a beer. It's very specific. Could mean something else. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It means that it's been a really long day. I just got my stuff stolen. I worked my tail off all day long. I need a beer, and I'm gonna get the biggest one in the building. I'm gonna go get the half yard. And that's when I tweeted out a picture of a beer. There was nothing subliminal. I don't even I can't even say the word. There was no <laughs> There was no subtweeting at all. It was specific to the point. That's all I'm doing. So, yeah, this all started with Russell Wilson. I went on a social media rant because of Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray and whoever else is going to do it next because somebody's going to do it next. Just thought about maybe Russell Wilson. He tweets out, you know, real lies, real lies, real lies. And then people like, hey, man, what, what does he mean by that? You know, these are the things that people do nowadays. You got to hop on the train. Yeah, I'm not on that train. The only train I was on was a train that went from Fresno, California to Waco, Texas, and that was not a fun train. I've never been on a train. You don't want to be. All right, here's a text real quick. The move for the Raiders is to extend Derek Carr. Raiders save 15-plus million in cash space with extension. A couple elite offensive line, free agent signings, and Raiders could be in the Super Bowl next year. Okay, I like that. I like that. It's good stuff. Let's go out to the phone line real quick, man. We've been doing a lot of talking. Let's talk to Dundee. What's on your mind, Dundee? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? Chilling. Appreciate you guys uh, having me on. Um, to your question earlier, um, I'd like to see the Raiders kind of develop more draft capital this season. You know, uh, they don't have a great track record of developing talent that they draft. Normally, we see the talent kind of either go test free agency or kind of just fizzle out. So, my point of view would be, you know, see them kind of collect more draft capital and kind of use it to either move up or down in the draft. And, you know, try to go that way. Uh, also, I think the position need that I would like to see addressed in, in the draft would be de- uh, defensive tackle as well. Mm, yep. Got to clog up the middle. Yep, yep. Okay. Hey, good stuff, man. Good stuff. And, yeah, the Raiders definitely need uh, to be able to clog up the middle. And I know they got some bodies right now. I know that Jonathan Hankins is a guy. Uh, there's a couple different options that they have. But I think that they need – I think they need some girth, man. I think they need some real beef up in the in, in the middle, like you said, some young talent there. Uh, that's a good good uh, area of need, defensive tackle. So that's something that the Raiders could potentially address in the draft. Let's go out to uh, Big Jose in the 408 in San Jose. What's up, Big Jose? What up, Q? What up, How's man? How's it going, man? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm up here. I'm up here on University Ave in Palo Alto, bro. Woo! Be sunny careful, day. brother. Be careful out there in, you, in bro, EPA. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey so, so, Sun's out, buns are out, bro. I never loved me so much Lululemon in my life. <laughs> oh, you in the good part of EPA. I'm in Palo Alto, bro, University Ave by Stafford. Oh, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good then. You're good. I thought you were down in the dirty, dirty down there in the EPA. My bad. Uh, come on, come on, bro. I'm from the east side, east of San Jose, east Palo Alto. Same thing. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Hey, but um, I've seen a trade, uh, and I've seen the last couple of days. We're talking about sending Derek Carr to Pittsburgh for a first, for a, uh, their first round this year, a second this year, and their first round next year. Have you seen that trade? Yeah, is that the one the Pro Football Focus put out there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't like that one because I didn't think that that. Uh, I mean, what's the what's the Raiders' solution at quarterback now? You know what I mean? Like they're not getting anything in yeah, return yeah. besides draft capital. 
Right, and that's assuming that like, you're going to go up with their pick and get like trade up and get Pickett or something, and that's not going to work. No, no, there's no, there's no quarterback in my opinion in this draft class that is ready to start right now and be a difference maker. Nope, there ain't no there there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Th- thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Let's uh, hustle up one more time and go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy Fargo Raider, then we'll close it out. What's up, Fargo? Hey, what's up, Q and Demon? Chilling. I like that. I like that. Uh, no Nintendo hat on uh, on Demon over there with that SCHBO in Espanol. <laughs> Next time somebody talks to you in Spanish, Demon, just tell them no Nintendo. And Q, it sounds like you know you live in a Mexican home, man. Well, uh, you see my wife. Yes, sir. You he's see my son. How, he's a Blacksican. <laughs> yes, sir. That's how that's how it's been going down. You know, mama handles the finances and all the decision making. You just go to work and ask for your lunch. Yep. You know, <laughs> uh, and I've always been taught closed mouths don't get fed and real men talk to each other. We're eyes to eyes. You know, if you ain't going to tell somebody something in their in they face, just don't say it at all. Boom. Now, as far as the draft, I'm going to go ahead and keep pounding the table for Christian Watson so I can buy the jerseys here in town when they draft him. So I'll have to order offline. And he's a he's a solid blocker, and I think he could fall to us at 56. That would be a good, solid pickup for a guy to develop. You know, his only real knock is the drops. And, man, you sit him in front of that judge machine long enough, it'll, it'll, it'll work out. Thank you guys for taking my call. You have a great weekend. I appreciate you. You too, my man. I'll say it, it, it makes me nervous when you talk about his only issue is drops. And put him in front of the jugs machine because that's what he actually does. Like that's his job. It's like it's like me getting a job at the radio station saying, Well, Q's good at everything but talking. <laughs> but he can learn. <laughs> you know, I might just be, put him in front of that microphone and he'll work it out. Eventually he'll get it right. Yeah, it kind of makes me a little nervous. But I understand what you're saying. At least don't go get him in the first round like the Raiders did with Darius Hayward Bay. And remember, he was really fast, he's really athletic. Only problem, he couldn't catch the ball. That was the problem. And that's a problem when you're a wide receiver. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a guy that a later round pick. Maybe uh, maybe that's a guy that they could look at. So uh, we'll we'll get back to more of that. Uh, I do have some Daniel Jeremiah sound bites. We will we'll get those in to close out this hour. We'll do it next. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to kick into cover three NFL news and notes of the day. And if we have some more of these Daniel Jeremiah sound bites, we could definitely get to it during cover three as well. So we've got plenty of time for open lines. We've got plenty of time for text. I mean, this is one of these Fridays, man. You just cruise into the Friday. Uh, you talk. It's like we're sitting at the bar, man. We're just, uh, you know, we're just doing what we do, and, and that's okay. That's just, that's just how it is. Your friends here on the radio, Demon and, and your boy Q, are going to hold it down uh, up until four o'clock. Then pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor, who, as I mentioned, will be at the TI Treasure Islands. So go ahead and head on over there and check him out. Now, earlier today, Daniel Jeremiah had a very long conference call, pre-combine conference call and it was by way of zoom about 80 something people were on it and there was a lot of good stuff and we're still breaking it all the way down we haven't got anywhere close to breaking it all the way down but demond's been doing a fantastic job knocking it out one and by one so we got some of the good most important stuff immediately to bring to you today and of course this is the very first 
draft for Dave Ziegler as the man, as the GM, and of course, Josh McDaniels as the head coach of the Raiders. And so what is their approach like? So that was one of the questions that I asked Daniel Jeremiah was just, hey, what do you know about Dave Ziegler? What do you think about his approach? And uh, what are your thoughts on number 22 overall? I I mentioned Sauce Gardner. I said, I I think the Raiders need a corner. As I've mentioned before, I think they need a corner, but Sauce Gardner is going to be gone. So here's Daniel Jeremiah responding to all that. Yeah, if if Sauce Gardner's there when they picked, then the Ziegler era is off to a heck of a start. I can promise you that. Um, No, look, to me, you just go back to the Patriots, right? And I think they even said pretty much the same thing at their at their press conference. But you know, you could kind of identify. We would do it. The teams I worked with, you kind of look at. Okay, this is a Patriots type player. Well, what does that look like? Usually, it's somebody that's that's got some some uh, versatility. They've got outstanding football intelligence, so they can be able to do you know different things, and they can handle volume because it's a offense and a defense that morphs and changes all the time. So um, those types of players, I think you know you can try and identify them in that way. Um, I am excited, by the way. I'm sure that all the Raider fans that there's never been a coach and a player that were more matched up than uh, than Hunter Renfro and Josh McDaniels. Like that's uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how that how that comes together and how they play. Um, but no, they have, they, they have needs at corner. I think they need to find, you know, a, a wide receiver that's, that's young, that's got some, some real juice and some real, um, uh, ability to take some things off the top of the defense. So, you know, I look at Olave and Dotson as two guys with big time speed, um, who I think have that, you know, the intelligence and the polish, uh, that, that, uh, that Josh McDaniels would would really covet. So those would be two names I think that would really fit them uh, with where they're picking down there, where they picking 22. So I, I think both those guys would be right in that range. So there you go. There's Daniel Jeremiah just talking about what he's expecting to see from from uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels as they approach the draft, just kind of stick it to the Patriot way and kind of gave you the traits right there of what a Patriot player may look like. So it's just, again, all we're doing is educating ourselves educating ourselves because this is the first. And so once we actually get to see it a couple times, then we'll have a good idea of, like, okay, this is a, a much better educated guess on how this might all shake out. So this is kind of fun and intriguing to learn the first time through. And so you heard him talk about corner. You heard him talk about wide receiver. I think offensive tackle in particular, right tackle is a, is an area of need. And so I asked him, I said, Hey, last, last season, they, they drafted Alex Leatherwood to be the tackle. They kicked him into guard. And the first question, it was a two-parter question. Do, does he think that they should, you know, go back to putting Leatherwood at the tackle position or leave him at guard? And if they leave him at guard, then what do they do at that right tackle position? No, I, I, I think I would be good on him uh, staying inside at guard. I think I would just let him get some rep, get more reps there, get more comfortable there. Um, and then off you go, you know, going forward. I, you know, for, for them, uh, where they're picking at, at 22 – uh, you know, I mentioned Tyler Smith. I wouldn't hate that at all. Uh, I think Penning will be long gone. You know, Cross is a fascinating one. We haven't talked about him yet. He's a little bit. I, I'm I'm low on him. Like, there's guys when you when you watch him, you put the grade in early, and then you go through and you start watching more and more guys. And then as I've kind of go through this process, and I'll get a chance to circle back as I update my top fifty. It's one of those guys like, yeah, you know, I'm a little hard on him. He, he, I need to move him up a little bit. So, you know, there's a chance he's, I mean, it's probably a really good chance he's gone. Uh, he wouldn't be there when they pick, but I think he would, he would uh, constitute an upgrade there. Uh, Ryman needs a little bit of work, but I think he's better than what they're playing with at right tackle. 
Um, and then kind of the fascinating one would be Daniel Falele from, from Minnesota, who's, he's only six foot eight, 387 pounds. But, um, you know, you look at the success that the Patriots had with a very large man, uh, that success did not uh, translate over to the Raiders, but now that you've got the Patriot people with the Patriot type player, maybe that would, uh, maybe that would work here with the big man from Minnesota. Boom. There you go right there. You hear him talking a little offensive line and you see the the reference that he had there for the big man. He said, oh, the, the last guy didn't really work out very well for the Raiders talking about Trent Brown, obviously, but Hey, you know, he's an offensive lineman and uh, you, you heard all you had to really hear. And all, all I heard was, well, this guy's better than the right tackle that they're playing with right now. That kind of lets you know the state of the right tackle position, not trying to dog Brandon Parker, but I think we all know he's depth. He's not a starter. And I took it as I heard it. Trent Brown could come back. I did not hear that. Oh, you didn't? I don't know what you heard. I don't know where you heard that. We, we wouldn't listen to the same thing? Then? No, we were listening. I didn't hear him reference Trent Brown. I, I referenced, I heard him talking about a big guy, but not Trent Brown. He was talking about the dude from, uh, from uh, what, Minnesota? Oh, I, th- I heard that it's like, you know, the Patriots, you know, how they doing things, how they do so you, things. You a put those guy. You put those together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, hey, maybe you're right. You've been trying. You've been beating this drum for Trent Brown to return. You know how like when, you've when, been, you're you're trolling all the Raider Nation. You know when Gruden came back the first time yeah. and they had like the big party, like he was just like outside. We gonna do this at Ricky's. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be me and Trent Brown in the parking lot over at, over at Henderson, and you're gonna be the only and only ones. Let's go. Only Let's ones. Go. Now, he did say Trevor Penning. He mentioned talk, talk about Trevor Penning, and uh, a lot of people have have talked about him here on the show and uh, said that he looks like a, a, a Raider. Well, it's funny because before I got a chance to ask any questions, uh, someone that covers the Ravens actually asked about Penning, and it's funny, the story. You're going to hear the story that uh, Daniel Jeremiah says, a little nugget about Penning that I think is hilarious, but he thinks he's going to be long gone by number 22. But here's Daniel Jeremiah talking about Trevor Penning, and then he also talks about Jordan Davis from Georgia. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, man, when I when I look at, you know, the options that they'll have, I don't know if there's going to be that much difference. Um, you know, the one player, if he's there, I just would write it in as Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa because when you watch him and I'm like, this this guy is just a raven. Like, he, the way he plays, the physicality, he's huge. You know, he's 330 pounds. He's almost six foot seven. Uh, you know, one of my favorite nuggets on him was the guy literally watches horror movies the night before the game to get into character. And I, I'll, I can think back to my time when Baltimore, when we had uh, uh, Orlando Brown, Zeus, the original Orlando Brown. Um, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is this would be uh, Zeus reincarnate here with, with Trevor Penning. So uh, that would be kind of a, a great fit for them. And then outside of that, when you look at the defensive tackles that would be kind of in the mix there where they're picking. Um, you know, you they go big. If you want to go big, you could definitely do that with Jordan Davis. Um, they've always had big guys like that. So I could see that making some sense there. While, you know, a, a guy like Devontae Wyatt would maybe give you a little bit more interior pass rush. But the Ravens have a long history of enjoying uh, the company of large human beings. And uh, Jordan Davis and, and Trevor Penning would fit that bill. So there you go. Daniel Jeremiah talking about some big dudes on the offensive line and defensive line. I thought that little nugget about watching horror movies the night before so you can get into character for Trevor Penning was hilarious. So definitely wanted to pass that along. That's just a few sound bites from Daniel Jeremiah, his uh, pre-combine press conference that he had earlier this morning. We'll have more sound bites from him a little bit later. Coming up next, we'll get your calls and texts, plus cover three NFL news and notes of the day.